I wound up discovering that some of my coworkers play the Destiny. Ah. Um. You should tell them about the Wicked it, Few. <laughs> trust me, you don't want it. Um. But uh, they. I was talking to them about, it, and they were talking about. It. Now I'm going about. I'm about to jump out of my realm of knowledge, so I'm depending on you to. Correct I'm looking me forward to this. Actually, wrong. I want to see what someone who doesn't know a damn thing about Destiny does when explaining Destiny. Oh, just turn on YouTube. Fair. Ah, zing! Fair. No, um, yeah. <laughs> Your words, my mouth, apparently. True. Um, <laughs> so, they were talking about there's some kind of PvP thing going on where, like, people can die or something. You can, like, pick up their gear. And there's some level of, like, people killing each other. Oh, no, it was... My idea got, um, shit-canned because apparently you can only, um take stuff from your allies you can't like kill people and take their gear if like your allies die you can pick stuff up or something okay so what you're talking about is a mode called supremacy where when yes. someone dies they leave a tag and you pick it it's 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 kill confirmed from call of duty continue yeah and what i was saying they should do because i didn't know what they're talking about is i was thinking i told them that they should daisy it and what they should do is wait or kill someone Wait for someone to come and get the tags, and they just start killing the people who are coming for the free shit. So, that's actually <laughs> a strategy some people have tried doing. The issue is skilled players look at that and go, huh. Where's the where's the person? <laughs> yeah, and, and the issue is the tags aren't worth enough individually that it makes sense, and the game moves fast enough where it's like, oh, we're going to camp this one tag. I'm just going to... Fist of Havoc in enough, there and take all of you out. has to actually go to that tag. Yeah, it's like, that's a, that's a, huh, it's an awfully suspicious tag right there. I'm not going near it. I just love the idea of bringing some Daisy griefing into it. Yeah, I, Supremacy isn't my favorite mode. It doesn't mode. pan out, but. Yeah, I, Supremacy's not my favorite mode, but it's, it's a nice variant on things. Mm-hmm. So I, was I was I of YouTube quality? You are Did, less wrong than some YouTubers were about how supremacy worked when it got announced. <laughs> I can confirm less wrong, you, despite admitting that my idea doesn't pan out and was wrong. Yes, you, you have admitted that. You're like you were like, I don't know anything. Okay, he's being more honest than the average Destiny YouTuber. Continue. <laughs> But so I had this idea based on no information whatsoever. Interesting. He's admitting he's completely making up this idea. A bold <laughs> choice. I wonder where he's going to go with this. I, you should I, daisy it. Comparing another video game to an actual video game based on your loose understanding of it. That's still more grounded than the <laughs> average YouTuber that talks about Destiny. Where it's like, obviously you have knives because here's a picture of a knife. That's a picture of a kitchen knife you took in your kitchen. Yeah, it's a picture of a knife. They're in Destiny now. <laughs> so what you're telling me is Stay Sharp has sponsored Destiny? Yes. They're in cahoots with them and Faberware. As has Kitchen Maid. <laughs> yeah. Cuisinart is currently working on a deal. Yes. Um, you, get a, you get a couple of special shaders when you buy your new Cuisinart blenders. So hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, number what, 31? 31. Say, I don't think, we did it without even checking, oh I, man. I checked earlier. Uh, okay, we cheated a little, and uh, we are back this time, and uh, I actually really enjoyed the Mixler thing. 
Fair enough. No, it's yeah. uh, uh, it's apologies again. Like the job that keeps something wicked studios afloat got real crazy last week and I was pulling lots of overtime, and unfortunately that meant that very little or maybe no content went up last week or maybe the week prior to even the one you're hearing. Not a lot of content's been going up because the real job that pays my bills has been insane and also kind of cut into me and Jeff's recording time. I mentioned that last week, I think, though, too. I think maybe. you put it in the like a little preamble thing before the Mixler thing. But. Yes. It, it was a little different to be on the verge of or missing a podcast, and it wasn't me who was the cause. Yes, for a change, it wasn't Jeff. His Alkaheimers, his, I don't know, lackadaisical attitude, his shitty work ethic, his oh, yeah, paleness. Completely. That is my worst feature. Yeah. God, you're so fucking pale. <laughs> it's the worst thing about you. It's my defining feature. Yeah. Like, people, I, <laughs> I'd honestly be lying if it, that wasn't, like, the first thing many people have noticed about me. Yeah, you're like God, a, you're, God, you're an Irish kid. You're like the Walmart version of a vampire. None of the cool features, but all of the defects. <laughs> I, I think you mean Dollar Tree. <laughs> I meant what I said. I'm calling you out, Walmart. <laughs> I say many people have called out Walmart. I don't know if for that detail so specifically. <laughs> what, they're selling of knockoff vampires? Yes. <laughs> it's usually their work practices and their uh, level of ethics. I'm also calling them out for their knockoff horror movie monsters. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now that that's been wonderfully insane yeah we got like two weeks to cover don't we we've got like two weeks to cover so would you like to start or would you like me to sure a lot of stuff actually happened last week on top of me pulling a fuck like 70 hour work week (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that's what happens so um so i have uh, my dad was in town we've mentioned my dad the maniac in a couple situations which led to, badass. Yes, which led to some of his normal maniac moments. Um, but we'll, I'm getting ahead of myself. I I went to another <laughs> Dropkick Murphy concert Say in the span one, of a one month. One excellent story at a time. I went to another Dropkick Murphy <laughs> concert within the span of a month, and I I guess I need to zoom back and say like we've talked about my pagan god. We've made reference to him every once in a while on the podcast, and. I've never talked about his weird work ethics, so I'm assuming about (laughs) two and a half weeks ago there was some, like, big celestial work function party, and they're all hanging out in, like, the break room in the office just drinking and having shitty hors d'oeuvres and something like that, and because they're gods, their parties can get out of hand and go on a little bit too long, and, like, around Friday night of two weeks ago, the night of the concert, my gods, like busy doing blow off some toilet seat in the bathroom and someone goes man i can't believe this party's been going on for like a whole week and he goes wait what and (laughs) someone goes yeah like uh charlie's week's been super shitty all week he's pulled like a crazy ass number of hours he hasn't got a chance to any recordings like uh they screwed up fixing his car and stuff like that like man whoever's handling that account kind of screwed the pooch so he like runs half drunkenly down the hallway back to his cubicle because yes mine is in middle fucking management because he screwed up that badly from his time as some like weird aztec super deity Mm -hmm. and he's like 
fuck, how do I fix this? How do I fix this? How do I fix this? I must give him the best night ever. <laughs> fuck, he lives in Los Angeles. Uh, how do I do this? How do I do this? I need to take Boston somehow and just drop it in L.A. If only there was a way to car- compartmentalize that and send it to L.A. Oh, so how I'd... would you accomplish that? And we're going to get to that. So, um... I... <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to go into another Dropkick Murphy's Love Fest like me and Jeff did in our last podcast time. where they came up. But I think maybe the last podcast, even when we talked about them extensively in. But uh, I think we mentioned then that they don't normally come to Los Angeles. Whenever they're around, I go see them. And that means going to one of Los Angeles' many concert venues. I have a list of LA's concert venues I like. It's two. Mm-hmm. Out of, like, the 100 that are here, I like two. There's a lot of them. Yeah, and the one I one of the ones I, le- I like the least is a place called the Palladium. Partially because the last time I was there... Not the one in Worcester. No, yeah, this is the one out here, right in L.A. Yep. And part of why I don't like this place was the only other time I've been to it, there was a fucking shooting outside of it when I was exiting. That's like... Yeah, coming off Lamb of God concert. That was pretty good. Man, there's a shooting outside. Fuck you, Palladium. Mm-hmm. And it was the Palladium. Yeah, that's not fault. a good way to end a night. Yeah. Of any variety. Yeah. But part of why I hate this venue is there's nowhere to park around it. So me, my girlfriend, and my dad were driving down. I'm like, man, it's gotta fucking suck. There's no parking near the Palladium. We're driving behind the back of the Palladium, and my girlfriend goes, I think that person's pulling out of their parking space. And I go, no, we're in downtown Hollywood. It's Friday night. That person just left their lights on. Person pulls out of their parking spot. I've lived in L.A. for a long for a long enough time now to go that that never fucking happens. So mm-hmm. we pull into the parking spot, and my girlfriend looks at me and goes, does your pagan god feel bad about the week he just put you through or something? Because that's like some divine intervention shit that just happened. You don't get free concert parking in a convenient location in Los Angeles. And I go, let's test this. Let's see if he sends a messenger. We step out of the car. There are fucking people selling knockoff Dropkick Murphy gear outside the venue that speak no English. For the record, we did not have the uh, knockoff clothing outfitters at the New Hampshire one. No, so that this is the um, generally Mexican crowd outside of a concert venue out here that's selling knockoff stuff and asking them who the Dropkick Murphys are is a fantastic time period of them trying to pronounce Murphy occasionally. <laughs> nice. But so, that's going on. We went to Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles, which I don't think I've taken you to that yet, but it's... it Sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, it's it's Chicken and Waffles. They've made their name upon the Chicken and Waffle Empire they've built. And we're walking up to it, and there's a giant fuck-off line outside of it, and my girlfriend goes, ah, oh, man, or Jen goes, eh, this is gonna be the longest line ever. We're never gonna get in. We walk up three people. Oh, right this way, we have a table for you. And she's like, okay, no, this is not normal. Like, this is this is Hollywood. We should have been like, the pod people have taken over. You're a little bit. So, night is progressing normally, except we're just kind of hanging out, shooting the shit with my dad and my girlfriend. Walk over to the venue. Doing the pat down because it's LA and people bring stupid stuff to concerts. 
Uh, that pe- happens everywhere. Uh, they're especially aggressive out here. Oh, like they get extra ma- feely. They get mad at certain types of belts. Ooh, yeah, joy. But so they find one of my necklaces to be quote too heavy. Have we talked about my necklaces ever on the podcast? No, you're not even wearing it. No, I'm not wearing them unless right now. Unless I can even. Unless you have strategically hidden them in a shirt. No, I'm not wearing them right not now. Doing. But I have, I have, throughout the years, have worn and I collect, I guess, a variety of what the hell would you call them? Like chainmail, pagan iconography, necklaces of various types and shit like that. I don't know, Celtic knot style stuff. That stuff maybe? too, like but teeth as well, occasionally. Like yeah, like, sharks, not humans <laughs> or other animals. Human tooth <laughs> necklace would be kind of cool though too. <laughs> yeah, be a bit terrifying. <laughs> a little bit terrifying, but like wear like uh, wolf claws and shit like that over the years, and they get swapped up. But right now, I have a Thor hammer pendant thing that the pendant on it legitimately weighs like two or three pounds. It's not mm-hmm. light. <laughs> mm-hmm. And security has a ten minute conversation about whether or not it's safe for me to bring this necklace into the venue, and they go, "Are you planning on assaulting someone in there?" And I go. Well, I'm not planning on it. And they go, you're not planning on it. And I go, was I supposed to just say no and not be a smartass? And they look at me and go, you're from Boston originally, aren't you? (laughs) Yes. How did you know? I was supposed to be a smartass. We've had a couple people like you tonight. (laughs) So my short story with necklaces and why I stopped wearing them is I used to wear one back in my hockey days. Sure. And I used to wear a pair of dog tags, and I was playing hockey, and I was a goalie, and I forgot that I was wearing it one day and went out for goalie practice, and it turned sideways, and I took a puck to the chest protector. Ooh. <laughs> so I stopped wearing necklaces. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it hurts a little bit. Yeah, that having a piece of metal try and enter your sternum is usually uncomfortable. Yeah, that does that does not sound good. Oh. Well, so we're at the concert, and... Let's say, so the god... Yeah, so the god is not done with us. He sent us many great signs throughout the evening, most of them subtle, but I'm like, okay, it's been a pretty good night. We managed to find an awesome place to stand. The concert was sufficiently awesome. And then my girlfriend gets in a fight with someone. Ooh, wait. Like, this person must have been a grade A variety cunt because Jen's exceptionally easygoing. Yes. So, uh, we're because my girlfriend is short and as and as she likes to put it, I would like to see the show I've paid for. We're up in the kind of balcony area that is the that's that's the public space of the Palladium. Not the best seats yep. in the house, but if you're five foot nothing and have to wear heels to reach that approach, you want the extra height occasionally that the balcony yep. provides her and. She manages to work her way to the rail, and between sets, I'm going over to talk to her, and this ass hat behind her freaks the fuck out on me, because he's like, my girlfriend's coming back, and I'm like, dude, I've been standing over there to let you short people be able to see over the rail and shit like that, like, just come over to talk to my girlfriend, like, I'll leave when your girlfriend comes back, don't worry. Mm-hmm. I should mention that this guy looks like he's 60. A cunt? No, 60. I stand by my comment. That's possibly, <laughs> possibly true, yeah. So um, his girlfriend comes back. His girlfriend looks to be about my age. No judgment on that one, but at the same time, it's around this point my dad leans over and goes, is that his girlfriend or his daughter? And I go, I will be using that line later, Dad. Thank you. 
<laughs> so girlfriend his girl his girlfriend comes back and he fucking loses it on me because I don't move fast enough. I just and it, like it's at this point when Shen goes, Nope. You can like stay here. I got this. <laughs> and gets the up fangs in, came out, huh? Gets <laughs> up in this dude's face and just laying into him. Just all over the sky, like just like fucking hit me. I fucking do. I'll get your ass kicked out of here, kind of thing. It's around this time when security comes over and goes, "Um, what appears to be the problem, sir?" And he goes, "This guy was standing. This, the guy is sounds completely irrational and insane." And security decides, "Standing's a crime." Yeah, like standing, <laughs> like it's one of these things where it's like he's like, uh, "Sir, you you appear to be trying to attack this this woman." Like, I we're the Palladium, not the Whiskey Go Go. So um, you have to leave now. So and as he's leaving, I lean over and go, I hope you and your daughter have a good night. And his daughter, it, the girl looks at him and goes, I fucking told you so. And storms out. And Jen looks at me and goes, you didn't have to, but uh, that's a good, that was a good alley-oop. Uh, that, yeah, it was a pretty good layup right there. I like that. Uh, I like that one. Yeah. It was a good night. No, the, the funniest yeah. part of it was the cool thing. People we, who start fights with Jen aren't good people. Yeah. <laughs> no, the one cool thing of it all, though, was the um, concert started off like a 20 years of Dropkick Murphy's montage. That was pretty cool. And the funny part was when the Bruins part came off, every fucking person there that's a Kings fan started booing their asses off. So when Dropkick Murphy's took the stage later, they're like, ah, we heard some of those fucking Kings fans here. What, all six of you got together for our show? That's nice of you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All six of you got together. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Because California has how many teams? There's Anaheim, L.A. Am I missing one? Uh, we yes, got San Jose. Uh, in hockey alone, we have the Sharks. We have the Kings. We have the Ducks. Ducks. And I feel like I'm missing a team still, but I'm not sure I am. Mm-hmm. There's the Ontario it's- Reign, but they're not a... NHL, t- NFL team, and it, what? Well, not a pro NHL. team. They're a um, high-level amateur team uh, or triple-A team, whatever it is. They're popular. There's only, or it's just the Kings, the Sharks, and the Ducks. Yeah, L.A., San Jose, and Anaheim. But for reference, in L.A., we have two basketball teams, one baseball team, a football team, a hockey team, and then peripherally we have. Another hockey team, another baseball team. <laughs> I feel like we have to, uh, how far you want to go kind of thing, because we get real stupid real quick with the number of teams we have. <laughs> it always ast- astonishes me that Florida manages to have two hockey teams. Florida's a big state with it is. dumb people in it. <laughs> What's hilarious about this is friggin', um so the next nearest state to them, obviously, is is Georgia, whose hockey team got ousted. Yeah. <laughs> the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning are allowed to exist, but the Atlanta Thrashers got fucking kicked to Winnipeg. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a little too far north, and they kick you all the way north. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's been your hockey segment of the podcast, basically. But I, yep. So I, I, I have been doing some video game stuff though, despite my uh, eventfulness. I, 
I'd like to say I've been editing stuff for the channel, but because of work, we haven't had a lot of chance to record stuff. Hopefully new content will return the week you're hearing this, but I make no promises. I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto Online because, well, the biker mode for that's actually a lot of fun, exactly kind of what I wanted that game to have, but that's nice. neither here nor there. I, I'm having fun with that. I... What I want to talk about quickly, though, is the new Gears of War trailer they put up recently. Mm -hmm. Where they finally, someone finally said, okay, here's how you make a fucking correct Gears of War trailer, which is with slightly incorrect acoustic music. Mm hmm. They're really going down that, uh, not Donnie Dark, or not Donnie Dark. Mad World. The, uh, the, not down the Mad, or they're really going down that Mad World slow, dark, dreary. It's how you make a Gears but, of War trailer. Yeah. Like, it's what I want from Gears of War. I want, like, People getting chainsawed in half to Johnny Cash's hurt. Yep. Which you got that. I got that from Gears Literally. of War. Yes, I got that from a Gears of War. I this is how you make a Gears of War trailer. And I by the time you're hearing this, Gears of War I believe comes out the day after this goes up, so I am super excited for that. Nice. Yeah, it's Gears of War. I a lot of podcasts I listen to and a lot of websites I follow have been talking about how they're like, yeah, I'm ready for Gears of War to come back. And I'm sitting there going like, yeah, me too. I could use a campaign that's punctuated by like chainsawing shit in half with your bayonet. See, see Ubisoft pacing. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's been, a, like, it's, it's like, it's like drinking. You, you don't want to, I mean, I'm one to talk here, but you don't want to have them all in a row. <laughs> yeah, like it's, I, I enjoyed my time with the original Gears of War games. One through three was fantastic. I chose to abstain from judgment because that thing looked like a whole piece of shit. But, you know, four, a nice, solid, numbered entry in the Gears of War franchise. I'm sitting here going, yeah, I'm ready for this. This is something I want. This is what I want in my life right now. I want more Gears of War. I want a return to cover shooting. I want that horde mode multiplayer. I want, like, Marcus Phoenix-type characters that grunt and wear bandanas and are, like, weird gorilla men in power armor. Mm -hmm. It's what I want out of a video game right now, oddly enough. I'm ready for more mm. Gears of War. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, the other thing I've started getting into is fall because I now own part of Star Citizen because I'm an idiot... Mm -hmm. Ironically, I've not really played Star Citizen since I bought it, but that's a separate mm -hmm. topic that we'll probably get to later or at some other point mm -hmm. in some other podcast. But um, I following the news for that game is insane because occasionally things pop up like um, the Star Citizen first person camera when you're on foot is inspired by bird movements. Okay. Yeah, and the explanation for it doesn't make it make a lot more sense because most FPSs kind of like lock the camera either into invisible location because they can, but for games like that, that doesn't work so well. And I guess making a camera that works for both first person and VR perspectives and third person. I, it doesn't work super great unless it's like if it's actually like a human motion thing because then people get super fucking sick and people moving is a complicated algorithm of a variety of parts doing things. So yeah, honing in on that not making people vomit thing seems to be a challenge. Yeah, so the I, I guess 
camera tracking technology is based off of how you simulate a bird's flight or something like that, which is just so insane. I felt I had to share that. Hmm. Well, at least they're thinking of something. Uh, yeah, I following the news for that game is just fascinating. Oh, and, and I will report that I have begun to gear up for free-to-play EVE. I am looking at that going, okay, so if I start the 15-day free trial at this point, I'll have 15 days to power boost my character before he goes free-to-play. Yeah, this'll work. This'll work. <laughs> well... This has been the Something Wicked Studios podcast, the the Wicked Awesome cast, as you would. And uh, we have lost Charlie. Um, <laughs> I actually have a new he's idea. He's gone into for the making, void. I actually had a funny idea for how to make Eve videos, which is because a lot of that game is like doing. A lot of that game is, well, relatively boring in many ways. I want to start doing streams where it's like big screen Eve and call it an Eve stream, but then the corner have like some ridiculous over the top game where it's like it's like and it's like and for relaxation music Ultimate Chicken Horse in the corner. <laughs> Just have a tiny little viewing video where it's like, but but so much shit's happening up there. Nope, this is the Eve stream, the relaxing Eve stream, where we <laughs> only play Eve. Just play a whole bunch of classical music and then have like friggin' Geometry wars going off. Yeah, in the, in the yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, have it just big enough you can see what it is, but not so big. It's like the it's like no, no. The focus is Eve with like insanity happening in a game window in the corner. <laughs> nice. I thought this might be something I actually might do if we start doing streams of Eve. Like, welcome to and the entire time I'm talking the NPR voice. Welcome to the Eve stream for your. <laughs> Relaxing pleasure, I will be playing some Eve, and for your, um... Get in touch with your inner Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah, and for your uh, frantic, frenetic first-person shooter instincts, we have in the top right corner, this week we have Geometry Wars. This week we have Halo, The Rise of Iron. This week we Big have... Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, and have, like, have me play the game just, like, super, like, today we're gonna be mining, that's right, mining. And Alex and Jim will be playing Nidhogg. They are mic'd as well. I will not be conversing with them in any way. Wait for the I will not be conversing with them in any way because I don't care about their opinions. Nah, basically, <laughs> but yeah. I, no, it's, I, I, we may start doing something like that, I think, because I'm like, it'd be super dumb and stupid and funny, I think. That's the kind of humor mm. I intend to I, I envision for us. Something weird like that where it's like, like why, why is that screen so tiny? Because this is an Eve stream. But you're obviously playing a different game. Eve stream. Did you, or I'm going to ask because I have no way of firming up questions like this because after this podcast goes up, Jeff goes right the fuck to bed. Yeah. Um, did you wind up doing a stream after? We have not the done the streams yet. We will probably not doing one tonight because so the last little warning I have to give you guys all is I am a wee bit sick right now. And by wee bit sick, I mean I have a cough that causes me to projectile vomit after coughing for 30 seconds straight. So if there's lots of coughing in this week's episode, I apologize. I have two liters of tea to hopefully counteract that and a shit ton of cough suppressants in my system. But we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh god but yeah so, that's that's about it for me i let the new bat uh, the new hitman stuff came up and playing that that's also pretty good but yeah lots of grand theft auto online that biker stuff is fun yeah biker stuff nice so what have you been up to 
Uh, I made a list. <laughs> oh, good lord. Um, so, whew, I'm going to start with the thing that happened today. Okay, and work your way which backwards. Is, yeah, this is going to be like the weird, like, tiny little, like, this is just one of those, like, strange things that stuck out to me for no particular reason. Sure. Because it's never happened before, which is, I went to get a haircut today. Yes, that's the part that's never happened before. I actually look like grandfather time normally. You have hair to cut? Um, I know. Ah, the other side of that joke. That's the joke I'm um, going with. Yep. And I walk in, and the hairdresser is this girl, and she's fairly attractive, but, I mean, I don't care. You can have, Whoever the hell wants to cut my hair out, I'm, I'm not going to date the hairdresser. Focus on the hair, Jeff. Focus on the hair. Exactly. So I come in, and she's like, hi, my name is this, and she holds out her hand for me to shake. And I was so, like, deer cotton headlights moment. I'm like, I don't typically shake the hand of... My hairdresser, you're extremely polite and friendly, and I'm not, like, upset or, like, taken aback. I'm just exceptionally surprised. <laughs> um, So that happened, and that was kind of out of the ordinary. I'm like, all right, cool. All right. <laughs> um, and I talked to her for a while, and she's telling me how being a hairdresser means being a discount therapist <laughs> to some degree. Especially where um, you live, probably. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Them hoity-toity city uh, therapy peoples. Um, so now I'm going to jump all the way back to two weeks ago and where I was back then, which was it was Katie Chaos's wedding, actually. Oh. Um, which I got to go to. and Explain who Katie Chaos is. Most of our listeners probably don't know her. Katie Chaos is Katie Chaos of A Ram for Katie's Tits, the videos that Jeff originally made. And, um, so I got to go to her wedding, um, which was pretty cool. It was in, uh, Vermont and it was in a town called Charlotte, Vermont. I have been there. Which I was able to determine that I was two hours from my home t- or no, I was four hours from my hometown, but only two hours from Montreal. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> I, I was real Canadian far north. part of America. Yeah. Like, I'd go up and catch a game, but I'm not a Montreal fan. <laughs> well, you don't like the taste uh, of quite failure? Quite the inverse, actually. What? You don't I don't like the taste, taste of failure? Yeah. It's not Vancouver, but yeah, same same idea. <laughs> um, so, I did that, and I now officially have been introduced to someone before as, this is my friend Jeff. He made ARAM for Katie's tits. Nice. Like, that was the introduction I got as a person. Um, so that was, that, that was a first, something I was not expecting. Um, and, uh, one of my, the one friend who was supposed to go with me wound up bailing. And, um, because of that, I wound up being like completely on my own in a room of like complete strangers, except the bride and groom. And, you know, they have to do bride and groom things. Sure. So it actually wound up being a really cool experience because it kind of, like, forced me to get out of my shell and, like, introduce myself to complete strangers. Sure. It helps when most of them are League of Legends fans. Um, yeah, what is the League of Legends wedding like? Um, Do you merge accounts or something? No. Um, it, it's a lot of the bride and groom forcing other people to dance because they're, well, League of Legends players. Fair. <laughs> um... So that was pretty, or that was actually really awesome. And then, um, 
The week after it was a D and D week, so I get to tell more of the stories of Naruto, my character. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I'm keeping this joke um, going till I no longer find it funny, which will be never. <laughs> Have at it. <laughs> um, so in the game, there is a character who has uh, one of the players took the time to like write out an entire family like hit for themselves, and they have like. Eight siblings, and they're all halflings. Okay. And um, our GM has decided that the mother is going to sound like the be- the greatest gem straight out of Gloucester. And the character's name is, or her name's Anise, but we all call her Mama Poe because the character is, or who, or the girl who wrote her's name's, or her character's name's Posey. Following. And. And Mama Poe talks like this. And she absolutely wants to invite you over to her house for spaghetti. She makes the best sauce. You gotta try it. And she's Dr. Girlfriend. Got it. Pretty much. And I have officially started um, annexing her as my own mother <laughs> in the game. And have started like, no, Mama Poe is my mother now. And actually, in-game, Mama Poe officially adopted my character. So his last name is now uh, Onikasai Golden instead of... Just Onikasai, because he is now officially a member of the Golden Family. Okay. And I've now officially started working on... Our step two of my master plan is to turn Mama Poe into a ninja. So I can't wait to stat out a level one, you know, 70-year-old ninja. (laughs) Okay. As I start making this, you know, 70-year-old woman start doing push-ups and... uh, Scale walls and whatever my whatever I decide is sufficient ninja training. Okay. Um, you've said some dumb things about your role playing group before, man. I this is even dumb by my <laughs> very low measure. Yep, but it's fun, and that I, that's what's important to me. My the thing is, is it's like a it's like a bad movie. The worst thing it can be is boring. Yeah, that's true. Um. So, I did that. Um, my character, we wound up running into an alchemist, and my character wound up being, uh, someone used the ability fly on him so the ninja could fly around and fucking hack people to death with goddamn Kratos swords. Sure. And I got up close to this guy, and he decided as his last hurrah, he was going to use a spell called Detonate. Which does a fuckload of damage, but also kills the user. Sure. And, uh, so I basically wound up standing next to a Voltorb, and, uh, my character got knocked unconscious. He didn't die, but damn, he came close. And then he proceeded to fall, like, three stories to the floor. Mm. (laughs) Which we wound up reading up later, he actually wouldn't have fallen three stories to the floor, but we choose to... It's more fun when it's... And then he fell to the ground in a splat. Yeah. And then the low point of the week for him, because my character is usually the low point of the group, other than the time we got the bard killed. Sure. Which, for that glorious story, listen to our Mixler podcast. It is pretty fantastic. Um, when we That's got last the bard week's episode, murdered. for what it's worth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or you can just check out... Our Mixler account, I guess we have that. Yeah, we... it's it's in the it's in last week's podcast show notes because I'm like, ah, eh, fuck it, why not put the Mixler up? What's the worst that could happen? Oh God! 
Precisely. Actually, that's a good thing I should mention. We will be having a couple of Mixler events in the future because I have gotten confirmed press passes for at least two events that are not nearby. So it'll be at least me and Alex in a car driving and talking. Maybe Jim as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wish I could be there, but uh, oh, no, it's pretty hard for me to phone it in. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff phones in on the phone that we're using to record. Let's see how this <laughs> fails. Yeah. <laughs> Technology, it's fine. I don't know. They could come up with something for that, like some kind of audio counseling. Like I'm sure if I wanted something. to pay for that service, they could do something cool, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Yep. Um, and so for the low point of the D and D group, so we ran into like a uh, wizard, and he was doing a whole bunch. Or the magic users in our group were buying spells from him, and whatnot, and I guess someone was like. How strong of a wizard are you? And I was like, I am a sword wielder. I'm going to go to the bathroom because you have nothing to sell to me because I can't use magic. So I went to the bathroom. I come back into the room. Jeff, you're a bunny. I'm a what? You're a bunny now. Uh, the guy you're talking to turned you into a bunny to prove that he's very, very competent at his job. So to prove to my uh, merry band of friends that I'm not, or that this guy is all powerful, my character got turned into a rabbit. So Poe, our ranger, decides, oh, I'm going to pick it up because it's cute. And I'm like, I bite her. And Jim's like, do you really roll to attack? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. And unfortunately, uh, bunny attacks are not very effective. And I wound up not getting the, um, I didn't get the, uh, didn't beat the AC. So I did not pierce her uh, armor. But uh, I, I was a feisty asshole bunny. Yeah. Very similar to the real thing. Um... So that was my D&D uh, experience. In media consumption news, um, I played a bunch of Overwatch and had a bunch of fun doing that. Um, me and my roommate have been playing a bunch of Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how that's going. How is that um, going? Because it's not... It, it's weird because it's not really either of our main thing, like... I can, like, playing FPSs, I can fall back on good FPS, like, history. Yeah, playing... Bloodborne is a Souls game, and the Souls yeah. games are a specific genre unto themselves at this point. Yeah, I don't have as much, like, history with other games except, like, I guess my closest thing's, like, Zelda? Yeah. Which, that's really, like, not remotely close. Yeah, it's just that, the, the only thing was a challenge difficulty. Yeah. How far have you guys gotten so far? We're still in the first level. We got into the first, like, we're fighting a hunter who turns into a uh, werewolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you can glitch him out just by shooting him a bunch. Yep, and uh, you're supposed to apparently dodge towards him, which it seems counterintuitive, but it's the only thing that makes him, like, he swings over your head as yep. opposed to into it. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's stuff I... My roommates looked it up. I'm, like... uh. I'm he. He's the one who enjoys the game more. Yeah. I still enjoy it. I just don't uh, get as involved as he does. Yeah, the game opens up a lot after him. Uh, a lot of cool things happen after that. Which weapon are you running? Right now we have the giant axe. Yeah, we were going for um the like overall build we're going is um what's the word for it? Skill, I guess. 
The it's kind of like high speed, lower damage, but very consistent. Okay, yeah, the the dodge you want essentially. Um, I guess. I think the item that like the starting item that doesn't necessarily make sense for it, but is like built more-ish for it, is the um the cane. Yeah, is the, is the one that steal or gives you the most stats for it. It's just the cane doesn't have as much damage or yeah anything as the axe does at this nah, moment. The, the axe is one of the best weapons in the game too. Actually, mm-hmm. the axe is good. Um, I played that game with the Kirk hammer because I'm a crazy person and giant tombstone hammers are awesome. Yep, they are, and uh, I haven't been as impressed with like the bone saws that we've been issued at this moment. Um, yeah, they're they're iconic, but they're definitely not the best weapons in the game. Um, the spear, the saw spear, is a little bit better than the saw cleaver, but yeah, I was never yeah. a huge fan of either of them. I think I ran that game with the axe for a bunch of time. I also ran it with a um, combo of the Kirk hammer and the cane at one point. The DLC has a fantastic axe weapon that's a buzz saw on a pole, which is awesome. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, so we've been playing that. Um, I made my roommate watch Magnus the Robot like two days Why? ago. Because I love it. <laughs> um, and it has such glorious phrases as, Once we change Rain Dragon's oil, it'll be twice as strong. Which is still one of my favorite, like, generic villain, complete bullshit phrases ever spewed. Um, that one is king to me. It is so garbage. Is that the one um, with I regret being evil, or is that, um, Defenders of Universe? That's Defenders of Universe. That That's on the docket, don't worry. Um. Why do you hate your roommates so much? I, it, this is me sharing what I enjoy. That's fair, that's, <laughs> um, that's fair. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, it You got gotta me, show like, him Godanner eventually. Godanner? Probably. Just the first two episodes, the way I showed you, Godanner, with no explanation. <laughs> um, what is this? Watch! But what if I... Watch! Sit down and... Shut up. You may want to enter the fetal position for comfort. Um, is that a BDSM mecha? Yes. <laughs> is that a second one? Also, yes. <laughs> Why did that just shut up and watch, Jeff? Yup. Um... So, Magnus was great. It got me so, like, excited to watch Defenders of Universe at this point, like... Yeah, because if, if it's truly the best of the worst anime, it's yeah. probably Defenders of Universe. Well, the best of the worst by far and above is Garzy's Wing. Yeah, but that's, like, that's just so bad. Defenders of Universe is at least hilariously bad. No, Garzy's Wing's so funny. Yeah. You don't have a convenience store! <laughs> Fair. No, I, um, I I will always love Defenders of Universe for what that, that was thirty seconds of Eye Gleam. What the fuck? <laughs> that was thirty seconds of Eye Gleam. This is literally a mecha fist entering a cockpit and punching the driver in the face. Yeah. Um. The opening line of "It's such a beautiful day, almost as beautiful as you, sis." Yeah. And then the like, like wait, what? <laughs> that's that's creepy. In the field. Oh no, that's actually from Attack of the Super Beast. I'm mixing up my bad animes. Oh no! They're all blending together. Yeah, and that's or Attack of the Super Beast, where the glorious line "It reminds me of my mother-in-law" comes from. I'm sure it comes <laughs> referring from other to some Godzilla too, creature. But, yeah. 
Um, so I made him watch that. We've started watching uh, Helsing Ultimate because it's October. Yeah. And Jeff like watching Helsing and Higurashi in October because horror shows. Um, this year I might get around to watching like Corpse Party or uh, Tokyo Ghoul or something to top, uh, top it off as well. Um, and I don't want this to be too much of the main topic or main topic too much of the day, but I finished the show Stranger Things in order to become an authority on on my opinion on Stranger Things, Oh, (laughs) which you know how we talked about the show Stranger Things before? Yeah. My opinion didn't change at all. Didn't think it would. (laughs) It was only solidified and uh reinforced so that show does get really fun though when you change it from the show it is to the adventures of exposition cop and officer plot armor okay which exposition cop is the one cop with glasses who at the beginning of the show if you remember when they're like they're going oh, through no, the I woods know exactly looking what you're for talking about based on the name yeah it's just like his, his all he does is enter scenes, drop exposition, <laughs> says something the audience needs to know, and then provides nothing else to the scene. Ah, uh, yes, my car is registered under Deus, Deus Ex Machina. Yes, that's me. That's me. I isn't that the uh, so you're a plot device? No, it's my wife' plot device. <laughs> yeah, and um, every time he comes on screen, you have to talk about him like he's Captain Hindsight from South Park. Like, thank you, Officer Plot Earth. Officer, uh, exposition. Oh, thank you. Thank God you're here. We almost didn't know what was going on in this scene. Um, thank you, exposition cop. You're the, you're the hero we deserve. And then Officer Plot Harmer is Jim Hopper, who should have died. <laughs> um, when, uh, he broke into the facility and they just kind of sent him on his way. <laughs> he should have been six varieties of dead, especially after they, like, Made his friend commit suicide. Sorry, spoiler. Um, but like, literally, that guy has plot armor. Um, and he's not afraid to show it. I see in your past life you rolled a paladin. Yes, I did roll a paladin. Well, we're gonna give you a divine blessing. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's how I've rewritten the script of that show is the, it, it's just a buddy cop movie between these two, these two people. Um, that and it's that and my watching is just me giving the middle finger to unnecessary jump scenes and yeah. going that that scene was better in Nightmare on Elm Street Part One. Um, yeah, people spent a lot of time after that show came out in L.A. posting um, missing signs for what the fuck's her name, the girl with the glasses. Uh, Eleven. Sure. Uh, wait, girl with glasses. Oh, that's um. Oh God, what's her name? She died friggin' raptor style. Yeah. Um, sorry, spoilers again, I guess. Fuck sorry it, to I, anyone who hasn't seen Stranger Things. The show's been out long enough, I don't feel bad accidentally ruining parts of it, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh... Doesn't matter, Ep. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Her, she doesn't really do much to the plot. Except go missing. Um, I say, she kind of gets put in there. She's like a mom in a Disney film. Like, you're She's in going here to, to get killed. <laughs> um, oh, you're a mother of a Disney princess? 
Yeah, we don't insure those types of people. Yeah. And like the first time when um the son of Winota Ryder um and the popular girl, like the first time he's putting up a sign and the girl walks over and is like, you know, it's really I'm sorry about what happened. You know, it really sucks. I was like, oh, so you two will be sharing a bed together at some point in this show. They didn't fuck, but I was right about the first <laughs> or like it was like you you two are the main characters and you've shared Nigleam. Okay, so I guess it, you're your procreation is uh mandatory. It's like um they've entered like the third like uh Terminator movie or not the third, but the like most recent Terminator movie. Have you procreated yet? <laughs> the Come with me if you want to bang. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um so I finished that. I don't know if they're gonna get a second season. They, they probably are. will. They are, they are. It, it's already been confirmed. Um so I'm just sitting here waiting on like time for the uh get the band together or time for them to get the band together and for uh what's it called for them to go and get eleven again because I don't think they're going to kill that character that'd be silly yeah we'll um, see. <clears throat> so how can they get this wacky cast of characters back in the same room um so that's oh so next thing that happened to me this week god lists i know i aren't you you're never letting me make lists again after all uh, after all the times you pestered me about like jeff you could put these on the list and then i didn't now i've done it now you see the regrettable way drinking the and regrettable lists ways. two things jeff is banned <laughs> from doing <laughs> you can't stop me from doing either <laughs> i'll make lists if i want and i'll do it drunk no jeff no! No, you'll fly too close to the sun. You're going to burn, Icarus. <laughs> um, yeah. So I now have proof that people in Santa Barbara actually go to work, which was um, I ordered custom pickups for the guitar I'm building. Okay. And they're being made by Seymour Duncan Pickups, which okay. is a very or huge pickup company. It's like if Ford Motors was building me a custom car. Cool. And... It was supposed to take six weeks, and they're now on two months. And I started sending them like, "Hey, what's up with this?" No, seriously, what's up? And I think they got the hint, and they finally called me with a bunch of questions. And the questions they had were basically, without getting too much into the weeds, the thing I wanted was impossible. Ah, but he found a solution for me. That's here's what you want, or you're ultimately looking for, and here's an alternate way we can accomplish it. So he's going to make, they're going to make that for me. And, um, so instead of being, uh, or in quick, instead of being a split coil, um, tapping active pickup, it is going to be an active pickup with two separate preamps. Okay. But where this gets interesting, and one of the things that the guy offered me, and I don't, I can't say I regret not taking them up on it, but at the same time, this would have been really cool, but at the same time, it wasn't fully what I wanted, but it would have been really cool, which is the guy was talking to me, and he's like, so, as the current moment, Seymour Duncan, we are on the cutting edge of pickup technology, we're experimenting with stuff all the time, so you wanted an active pickup. Active pickups have active housings, so we have been making open coil pickups for customers 
um, which is a shape and design. I won't get too much into the weeds, but just understand that they're different and they can't be the same until they started making them. And he goes, so we've made a handful of them. There's not many of them out in the wild, and we've never made a seven-string one. And you won't be able to get the um, two preamp functionality. I'd basically be building you a Jeff Loomis signature series, but it would look like an like a passive pickup. Sure. And you'd be the only person in the world with one. And it would be the first one we ever made. And he's like, and as a, I'm pretty geeky, so I think that's pretty cool. I'm like, oh, I'm torn really fucking hard right now. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I did turn down having the only active open coil seven string pickup on the planet. But ultimately, it didn't do what I wanted it to do. Sure. So I, I know I chose right, but it's so hard not to look back and go, oh, oh, that would have been sweet to have. Um, you could buy a second custom guitar. I could, but these pickups are crazy expensive. <laughs> That's a separate also, topic. Yeah, this thing's cost like seven hundred dollars to do this all told. We that have... said, it's probably like a fifteen hundred dollar guitar by the end. We have different but, definitions of crazy expensive. Well, it, it's cost more than I was hoping it would. Fair. But at the end, this is going to be like the end-all, be-all. Like, I will never need to buy another electric guitar. This one just does everything I've but ever you hoped will. a guitar could. Probably. You know me. Um. So, there, that was that. And the guy was absolutely hilarious to talk to. Because the whole time he's talking like super, like almost like surfer dude. And he's like, you know, man, just like, you know, which option do you think you'd be more stoked about? Because like, I really just want to make the most killer pickup for you. sounds like Santa Barbara, sadly. Yeah. He was he was the nicest guy. I'm, I'm like, right now I'm like, the night that this happened, like I couldn't sleep. I'm so fucking excited for this pickup. Like I don't even care that it was late or that it's going to be late. Like I'm so happy with this and like... I can't wait. It's going to be so cool. I'm going to be so fucking happy. Um, so that happened. And then the last thing on my list is this upcoming weekend, I'm going to be going to another fucking wedding. Um, this one for uh old friend. No League of Legends will be involved. Save it for next week. And uh, I will be my friend from the Navy's visiting. So you'll get to hear about these debacles next week. Here's your coming soon teaser. Cool. And now I need a drink of water because I've talked a lot. You have. So um, bring us back to being a gaming podcast. Uh, you ready oh, yeah. for news? I am so fucking ready for news. So um, uh, we have a bit of news that some of it may be old. I did try and trim some of this down to stuff that is still relevant-ish. Or at least important. Like there's nothing breaking on this list or that you may not have heard about. But... I thought it was worth talking about some of these things still. So, um, right off the bat, uh, Brazers made Overwatch porn. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Internet. Thanks, Brazers. I mean, in a lot of ways, like, I'm amazed that they didn't, like, I'm sure Brazers, Brazers, whatever you want yeah. to call them, um, they haven't gone, what's a huge demographic? Well, 100 million people a month log into League of Legends. Why haven't we just done that? <laughs> and apparently they saw Overwatch and went, huh, 
It's like a lot of people like this thing or something. That schoolgirl demographic's harder to quantify. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The moment like I heard the rumor, it's like, oh, they're making. I, I, I was on someone's like, oh, they're making this. I'm like, what are they gonna do? Cast Alita Oceans as uh, Widowmaker or something? Starring Alita Oceans. We're like, God damn it! <laughs> I know this industry too well. Damn my couple months working in it. Well, but yeah, yep. I, I, I thought we'd start off light with that dumbness. I, if you've not watched the trailer for it, go watch it. It's terrible. Oh god! It's Reaper versus Widowmaker. What I will say, the Wait. best thing is are the gaming reviews of it, where it's like Reaper wasn't up close and personal. His rain, his zoning was terrible. Widowmaker never snipes ever, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is the correct way to approach this. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to review it like a video game. They are like borderline unfunctional. They bad are handling yeah. controls sloppy. Get the fuck not, off my not server. Not critiquing how they're playing, but critiquing the video as if it were a video game. Yeah, it's, it's more critique. Only of... a cutscene, not enough content. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough attention for that topic, though, I think. That's just... It was so dumb. I'm like, we have to bring this up at least. I want to know what Jeff thinks. <laughs> that's your porn news for the week, I guess. <laughs> we probably won't have that ever again for a long time. Um... Ideally. So we, in theory, have a lot of League of Legends stuff to get through. I know she was going to try and break these into separate little topics, but let's just do the League of Legends stuff right off the bat. So some of you may have heard, and Jeff surprisingly did, I guess, the 76ers have bought a League of Legends team. They um, Two of them. Two, <laughs> yeah. Slammed them together. They bought, what was it, Digbats? Um, How'd you pronounce it? D- Dignitas? Whatever, yeah, I wrote on Digbats for some dumb reason. <laughs> and Team Apex, they merged them into one team. And Team Liquid also got bought by Magic Johnson, you said. So Team Liquid got bought by Magic Johnson. Um, team Dignitas get lost its way out of LCS a long time ago. And they appear to have just bought the name, and then they've just fielded it entirely with the players from Apex. Um, which makes me happy because St. Vicious, Cop, and X-Special still have jobs. And, um, the other thing with the 76ers is the, they're, the company that owns it, it's like a, one of these gelatinous parent organizations, um, also owns the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Um, and so now we can say St. Vicious and Marty Brodeur have played for the, <laughs> have all worked for the same dude. <laughs> Not theoretically, and, and kind of in the historical moment of it, the 76ers are the first legitimate, traditional, whatever you want to call it. So the first North American professional sports team to get involved. Uh, first, yeah, first one to own another team or own a yeah. sports team, I guess, which I think is because there's there's um Shelk Esports, which is owned by one of the Premier League uh, football team. It's I'd call it soccer, but I mean. I think they'd identify as a football team. One of the Premier League teams purchased an esports team uh, that I think they got relegated this year. I don't think they were very good, but that was Schelk. Schelksa? I don't know. They're, in, they're a European team. I don't follow Europe as closely. Uh, and just to clarify quickly, the um, big sports kind of conglomerate just talking about owns Team Liquid. The 76ers own the other two. They're not the same big group. Okay, I may have it yeah. a little reversed. But uh, Magic Johnson now makes the third NBA-like star to own a uh, 
esports team because Rick Fox owns Echo Fox. Oh, these are all League of Legends teams, by the way. Shaquille O'Neal owns Energy. And now we have Magic Johnson owning Team Liquid. Yeah. A big. I, is this a big deal for esports? This is kind of just a weird thing for esports. It's going to add stability. Um, you're coming in at a kind of an interesting time where I may be a little bit out of the loop at the moment, so I yeah. hope I don't misspeak on anything. But right now, Riot and the owners of the teams are not necessarily at odds, but they're not on the friendliest of terms as well because you have franchising in sports, and the difference is, like, the NHL, the teams own the league. In esports... The league owns itself, and the teams are allowed to partake in it. And this changes how money flows completely. Like, and the amount of say they get, because Riot is never going to share any amount of their intellectual property. It doesn't make sense for them to. But because of that, um, it makes them judge, jury, and executioner. And because teams don't have franchising, there's no such thing as a, like, permanent spot. So getting somebody like a the 76ers or like a Boston Bruins to invest in an esports team takes an act of God because there's relegations. And no one's going to spend, you know, a couple million dollars on an esports team to have it get relegated and explode. Not sure. Um, so there's, there's a lot going on at the moment where these two groups kind of need to find their happy spot and uh, figure out what they want to do with themselves. Yeah. Um, so that's your brief, uh, the business side of it. No, it's, I think it's an interesting time. I think we've said several times we've talked about esports as a whole, they have to grow some or evolve some, like they, they need something to push them over the hump into a, I keep using the word legitimate, but more mainstream sport. And I think we're finally moving in that direction where it's people that are used to kind of handling these types of events and in some ways, sport, what do you even call it? Like, like it, this kind of industry, I guess, might be the right way of thinking of it, are finally getting involved. Like the idea of promotion, broadcasting, merchandise, and kind of spinning out the players into personalities you actually care about. That's all kind of lo- coming into it finally. I think the big turning point for that was actually, I believe, and this could be rumor, I could have this all wrong, but I believe that League of Legends hired a bunch of the like, WWF writers, like the people who create the, like, you know, this guy versus this guy. Yeah. Those people, probably three or four years ago, it was before, like, ESPN analysts and stuff. Like, it was a while back they started investing in that and buying up, like, ESPN's um, production staff and stuff. No, I I get what you're saying. I think it's more... What I'm talking about is you now have major organizations that are used to handling teams and paying teams and recruiting players and all that stuff getting involved. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's existed already in the esports world, but not on this scale, not ones where it's like, no, we have 30 players that each get paid two thirds of a million to several million dollars a year a piece. Yep. That's 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 when the money gets involved, I guess. At that point, like it's the oh, yeah, it, you have it, it opens it up to a world that's more used to it, I guess. Or it's like yeah. we have the infrastructure in place to make this much bigger, much faster than letting it grow organically. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I think the highest paid player 
are the highest paid number that I know offhand, and I'm sure there are players who are paid more than this guy, is a kid named Marin, who's paid, I think, 800000 a year um, to play League of Legends. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are people out there who are making more than he is, because uh, Marin's very good, but he's not... I mean, there's there's better talent. Sure. Um, like, or I think Smeb and Someday would probably be pretty good contenders for that position. Um, but I'm not going to outright say that they're better than him because they've all they've gone back and forth over history. Not sure. But let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, why not? Uh, so, um, did you play any of the new Tribes Ascend, the kind of latest iteration of Tribes when it was? popular back in I, 2012 i played tribes ascend when it was like in its heyday back i'm, I'm guessing 2012 is the number yeah um yeah i remember or i definitely remember that game i remember sanix and going fast yeah well it's dead again it's dead again it's dead again yeah. the um final patch has come out uh, it's the servers were still on i think for the time being but the Guys that make that game, I think it's High Res. Uh, yeah, High Res are yeah, High Res no longer supporting it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Re- okay. I, I thought that Tribes was already dead. So the news of Hey Tribes is dead again was kind of a wait. What? Mm. Tribes was a ton of fun. I love Tribes. It was just the um, it had some paywall problems for me because yeah. the um. The class, or you had to do stuff to get the classes. Well, you had to have in-game currency to get the different, like, characters. And it really just locked you off from being able to have, like, options in-game. Like, that was really shitty. Yeah. Um, back in the day. It was like, I'm a tank player. Oh, why? Because I bought the tank and I don't have options. Like... Like, yeah. literally, I'm pigeonholed into one character. Well, there's seven other ones. That's just fucking tough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you couldn't, like, build a proper team comp or anything like that. Not that back in 2012, ideas like that were as heavily enforced. God, it's so weird talking about time like that, because it's not that long ago, even. Ooh. Yeah. Damn, esports are young. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's that's about it on that topic. Uh, mm-hmm. Buy again, tribes. Uh, maybe you'll come resurrected back. I, it's yeah. very weird. Thanks for thank you for the good memories. Yeah, they were there. No, that's it. That's a game I always thought was like I love this franchise, but it's a tad. I don't want to call it dated, but it definitely was like why? Like, how is this still around in some ways? It's a really mm-hmm. fun concept for a game. Like the skating mechanics were really super cool, but it was always like. There are so many games that do more or less what this game does, but better in some way out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as one thing dies, one thing <clears throat> rises. Nidhogg 2 has been announced. Ooh. Yes. Um, so Nidhogg 2 is coming at us with a whole new round of kind of creepy graphics, which I am super in for. They're kind of like... Super Nintendo-esque graphics. It looks like it's going to be just as fast. It's weird baby potato people this time around instead of the kind of super stylized sprites, which I kind of like. It's I. It appears to be Nidhogg, and by that I mean the fast-paced dueling action you want with 
more weapons, more stages, more background details, more character design, more craziness. But it's different enough where it's like, no, no, it's it's totally new. Or it's it's new enough. It's definitely a sequel. It's still the game you love, but we added a bunch of stuff to this, and it will have its own unique look and feel to it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. and it looks Nidhogg's nuts. great. Oh, yeah, fucking, yeah, Nidhogg's the best. <laughs> I... Oh. As a big fan of Nidhogg. You're I felt, never too young to have a 4 a.m. flashback. <laughs> yes. Nidhogg. <laughs> For those who follow Something Wicked Studios Extra Life campaign, you may have noticed we we were big fans of ending our show every year with Get the Dick, a.k.a. the one-hour tournament we have that has no winner, only losers of Nidhogg. Yeah. I say tournament set makes it sound like we keep score, but you wind up playing like 40 games by the end. Yeah. You have no idea. You don't know what you're living for at that point. Yeah, I, all I can say is if they're going to make a sequel to Nidhogg, they need to find a way to top Boomerang Blade Super Speed Moon Physics. Because mm-hmm. that's the way that game is meant to be played, with super jumps, slow gravity, and blades that you can throw faster than you can run. And blades that come back at you. That's the boomerang blade, yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, man. That was our that... tactic. Throw it, duck under, and have it go and kill the guy as he runs away. Yep. Oh, no, that thing was that was fucking glorious. Yeah. Uh, I'm just happy Nidhogg's getting a sequel. That It's cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the world needs It's great Nidhogg. to see it be that successful. Yeah. So entering into our rumor mill section of news, I guess, something we don't normally do, but... We talk about Destiny enough, I thought we kind of had to talk about it. Some stuff has come out about Destiny 2. And how it's going to be a pretty big... I don't want to say it's a reboot for Destiny, but that might be a better way of thinking of it. It's going to be a major fix to a lot of the game's persistent issues. The Bungie's come out and talked a lot about more playable places, etc., etc. But the most important part of this rumor is that it's going to be on PC this time around. Hmm. Which, as someone who's slowly moving towards PC being my primary way to play games, yay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, this is purely a rumor. Yeah, Kotaku ran an article on it, and a couple other sites have said, like, yep, this seems legit, but until a full announcement happens, I'm treating this purely as a, like, yeah, it's a thing that we think would be cool. Mm-hmm. But it's an important enough thing it's worth reporting on, I guess. Like, it... The stuff they talk about in the articles about it are intriguing. Kind of this idea of the planets are going to be bigger, more playable spaces with towns and stuff like that. Like, it really feels like they're really attempting to make the Destiny game we were promised that they've kind Mm -hmm. of gotten to a couple times, but never quite knocked it out of the park on. But I don't know. They they mentioned that maybe they won't carry characters over from season from one to two. It's definitely going to be called Destiny 2 because it's a pretty hard line. I as a hardcore Destiny player who's kind of lapsed, actually, since Rise of Iron came out, I am curious. But Mm -hmm. we'll see. Okay. Yeah. And because I like making fun of Beyond Good and Evil still, um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is happening, allegedly. Uh, Ubisoft has confirmed it's in some form of pre-production or something. I... They've I think Vivendi will be impacting that. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> I, I, they've said this before. As much as I would love to see a new 
Beyond Good and Evil, I think, because it's kind of been a long time since I last played that game, and that game was super cool, but I don't remember it being like, fucking, yeah, this thing is the best thing ever. I'm going to start calling this maybe the new Duke Nukem Forever, because they keep being like, oh, it's totally coming. Okay, mm-hmm. when is it coming? It's totally coming, guys. Don't worry. Are you sure? You just posted a picture of a pig. Yeah, that kind of relates to the game, but it's also just a picture of a pig, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I guess to roll into it, Ubisoft seems to be making moves because Vivendi didn't totally take them over, and Ubisoft's not going down without a fight, but... Uh, I guess from one perspective, Ubisoft is clawed back. They have not been fully taken over yet. Um, they they spent a bunch of money buying back 3.625 million of its own shares for a shit ton of money from a bank that was holding them as part of, I guess, their initial startup, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. It's weird because... Vivendi keeps saying, like, eh, maybe we'll take them over, maybe we won't. They haven't been like, we're going to come for you in the night. But it's obvious they're going to come for them in the night. I mean, I don't think they can just come out and be like, yes, we are the new overlords, we will be taking over the Ubisoft, and they will become one with Vivendi, and then we will move on to consuming other larger, more vulnerable companies. But they kind of have because they positioned for a hostile takeover. Like, this is... This... Positioning for and outright saying are not the same creature. No, but this is the same thing as, like, you find a town, and you build a giant war camp next to the town, and the town walks over and goes... Hey, um, should should we be worried? And like the war captain that says like drinking beer from a human skull goes, no, 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 no. We are simply camping. We will not come to your town. Oh, do you have chicken? Chicken is good, da. Maybe we do come to your town eventually, but no, no, we do not take over town. Who said take over our town? We will definitely not kill your women. What? 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 <laughs> yep. See, totally different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that they're totally out of the woods yet. As it stands, I, I based purely on Ubisoft, <coughs> I think could maybe use a bit of new management on their side. I'm kind of like, fucking take them over. Whatever. You have no franchises I hold dear and close to my heart. Fuck them at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, take them over. Whatever. I don't care. Give me blood. Hurry it up. It's, yeah, it, Yes, actually, it's very much like, I'm sick of you guys talking about how we need to save Ubisoft, and Ubisoft's delaying its games, and how dear we should care about Ubisoft, just fucking take them over already, like, or don't, I don't care, but stop being like, are we gonna invade? I don't know yet. (laughs) Yeah, but, yes, Ubisoft is doing their best to sure it up to make sure they can't be taken over, but... It still looks like Vivendi could steamroll that place if they tried hard enough. Mm-hmm. Well, with enough capital and, uh, like, I guess, uh, I don't know, motivation, they could do it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see, but speaking of companies I also have disdain for, um... The UK Advertising Standards Agency is investigating No Man's Sky. 
Okay. Uh, apparently, someone kind of has made an argument that the original trailers that they're still pushing for that game are full of dirty, dirty lies. And I only bring this up because if you go to the Steam homepage for... Um, just as of recording this, if you go to the homepage for that on PC, they're still showing the trailer from, like, E3 two or three years ago that shows a very different game than you get. Mm-hmm. And part of it's also been like, hey, um, some of your exaggerations are... You said things. We have recordings of you saying things that aren't in the game. Oh, that was years ago, like four months before the game came out. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. That game went offline for a couple days, or for a little bit of time, and the community turned super toxic, apparently. I Maybe they got to add some stuff, or that game's going to cause a whole bunch of issues. I do love the fact now, though, that it has poisoned the well to the point where it's now like, oh, this game looks so cool. It could be the pirate game or the space game I want. Like, it's open-ended with undefined gameplay and mechanics and content. Oh, fuck, it's No Man's Sky again. Mm-hmm. I think Control Delete the webcomic actually had a pretty um, pertinent, uh, I think it's very accurate thing on Sea of Thieves, that pirate game we've talked about a couple times, where it's like, yeah, that game's actually kind of super No Man's Sky too. Why? They keep showing you cool things, but I've played that game, and I'm like, okay, what else do you do? Like, what what happens in this game? And at E3, they were super not forthcoming. That like, oh no, we're just showing this off today. Okay, but what else do you do? We're just showing this off today. You do other stuff, right? We're just showing this off today. Mm-hmm. Not filling me with hope. It's the Nintendo marketing plan. Yeah. I've, <laughs> have you been following the NX? How to rile up Charlie in a few sentences. Uh, have you been following the NX hype train at all? No. Oh, uh, it's great things. Like, uh, they've started posting pictures of pizza boxes being like, hey, is this the NX? Huh? Just dumb Hey, guys, shit. I, somebody accidentally gave me a uh, copy of the new NX. It's pizza box, the controller, I, I, the Wiimote on top. I kind of want to start making my own fake things for that, where it's just like a giant N and a giant X taped together or something like that. It's like, behold, the new Nintendo NX. Mm-hmm. See, it's Nintendo on the N... And video game console on the X. <laughs> wow. That's the kind of level of crazy that Hype Train is spawning right now. It's glorious. But yeah, they should super fucking start releasing information about that console before people get <laughs> really pissed off with them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Nintendo, though, someone <clears throat> snuck an N64 emulator onto the Xbox One for a couple hours. Wait, how for only a couple hours? I got pulled down. Like, it was a downloadable game oh, from the Microsoft mean, Store. Oh, on the Microsoft Store. Oh, that's a different monster. And you could play, like, Mario 64 and Mario Kart on an Xbox One. Damn. Yeah. It's gone well, now. that's different. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of a fun little, like... Ripping pepperoni. I've been kind of waiting for that to happen, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Amazed it got through. Yeah, I I could imagine it got kind of snuck through. I I don't know what the review process for that kind of stuff is, but there's probably some way of wording it, and then being like, oh, but it's also this, and not being totally forthcoming. That I don't know. It seems weird. 
just say I totally made all these games. Shifty eyes. Shifty eyes. Yeah. This is totally original content. I did not steal. Yeah. Well, so speaking of lawsuits, um, several <laughs> courts have thrown out or dismissed the um, class action lawsuit against Valve over the CSGO gambling thing. I, It's not Valve's fault there was gambling, but I suspect this is not the last we've heard about that whole gambling scandal. We'll see what comes of it in the future, but at least Valve is in the clear on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Well, that's good. Yeah, that. But speaking of more lawsuits. <laughs> speaking of lawsuits. Yeah, oh yeah, we got lots of them this week. Uh, Pokemon Joy. Go's facing some. Uh, see, it's got a class action lawsuit against it. We've talked about that before, but it's also got continuing legal action going. Uh, basically, it comes down to a lot of Pokemon Go players feel that they put money into a game that. Took away functionality, was not forthcoming with a variety of things, and they're still pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, a lot of it boils down to the game has taken away accounts from people for, in some cases, total legitimate reasons, and in some cases, not so legitimate reasons. But that's a separate topic. But a lot of it also revolves still around a lot of people being pissed off about, like, there were fucking people standing on my goddamn yard. Well, it's public space. No, it's not. It's private property, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it does make that a bit awkward, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, it gets crazy where it's like hospitals in Oregon are having issues where people show up. It's like, we're, we're a hospital. Stay the fuck out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of us are spending our day trying to do that. Yeah. Like, LA had issues, like, I had police stations that were posting signs where it's like, we're a police station, we don't care if we're a gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not valid. Yeah, and it, it ongoing, it's, it, there's lots to read up on if you want to Google it, I'm not going to go into full details because I'm not a lawyer, but a lot of it does revolve around, like, hey, um, we get the point of this game is to get people out and walking around and stuff like that, but, like, the car controls, which I think are... Definitely a topic people need to put more time into because if you're going more than 60 miles an hour and that game is open, that game should shut the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And it can sense it because it won't give you rewards for going that fast, but that's a separate topic. Like, dumb stuff like that. I... It's when you oh, we didn't think people would do this. You absolutely knew people were going to do this. People are stupid and terrible. Design your game a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Maybe you should have a function to have people that don't want to have their houses be a Pokemon gym be able to remove their address or something like that. I don't know. Maybe they didn't run into that problem with Ingress. Ingress was nowhere near as popular. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta understand the difference in popularity between Ingress and Pokemon Go. Like, it's... Ingress... I mean, pl- technically, they couldn't have predicted the popularity of Pokemon I Go. I think you could, though. Like, it's... And it's one thing to not predict it, but that game's been out long enough, though, too, where it's like you implement a system already. Like, it's the fuck people oh, I know. are pissed. At this point, they have no excuse, but the they didn't have it at the beginning. Well, I mean, I thought Pokemon Go would be successful. I did not expect it to be as successful as it was. No, and that's fair. That's definitely fair. Like, literally, like, every person I knew was playing, I was like, okay, this will be popular in, like, my friend group. It may be a few other, like, tangential, like, nerdy people. No, sure. Like, no, this is just popular with fucking literally everyone. 
Yeah. Any person you know who is not playing it is a loser. <laughs> like, it was like that. Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess on... The lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, uh, hence all the lawsuit going on. And I, I normally think this kind of stuff is super dumb and super frivolous, but it all kind of makes a lot of sense, unfortunately, where it's like, I don't want to agree with this because video games, but fuck, these are really valid complaints, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. On the plus side... I think side, if they fix the problems, they should be able to drop the lawsuit, but they need to fix them first. No, but there's an argument to be made, though, for damages at this point. Like, it's... Just because you can fix it does not mean it's like, no, no, I didn't feel safe for several months as you got to fixing it. Like... Problem is, is as you just start handing out money, any person in their cat can and jump on And that's that. the issue, yes. It sets a precedent. Like, it's... You, you had a variety of crazy requests, like... Hey, it should tag right sex now, offenders. we're moving towards a precedent of if I don't like a game, I start a lawsuit. Well, and you also <laughs> had... I really the, um, don't like it at all. You had Digital Homicide trying to sue Valve, like, for, and then the Steam community for 10 million games because of the bad reviews they got and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's a weird one. I think that people are going to find them place in a place... They're going to wind up in a place that they're not necessarily going to be too happy with. Yeah. Like, games are, or game companies are only going to play it safer if this is their reward. No, and I think this is kind of... <laughs> I think the difference is this is the mobile market. And the mobile market is a fascinating, weird beast that's still... Well, we're also yeah. talking No Man's Sky and the Valve system. Like, this is far beyond the mobile market. Yeah, I, th I think the difference is no one's suing No Man's Sky. That's a federal agency going like, hey, um... You guys engaged in false advertising. That's straight up illegal. And we're not saying mm -hmm. other games haven't, like, promised things they didn't wind up doing, but, like, you guys capitalized on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the plus right. side for Pokemon, though, they're adding kind of player type. Remember back when you played the game, you'd run to, like, Swimmer Johnny or Bug Girl Sissy or, like, Camper Dave? You mean the original Pokemon games? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. Well, so they're, I, I, they're kind of adding... They're adding, they're adding that kind of system to the game that will, in theory, help you find rarer Pokemon, where you can be, like, Punk Girl, or Swimmer, or Kindler, or something. And, in theory, oh. you'll find more stuff along that type with that are rarer with more frequency. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think it's a nice little touch to that game if I still played it, but I don't, hmm. so... Meh. We shit a lot on Pokemon Go because it's a fun thing. Lots of stuff happens that's worth talking about because it affects the overall gaming industry. I thought I'd throw a fun little nice upswing in there at the end. Um, uh, oh, we'll, go, we'll do a little more good news before we get to the bad news. Let's kind of finish this out, I think. Um, Fig is finally fully operational, meaning Psychonauts can finally collect all of the money that it's raised. So it can actually maybe... Yes. They've gotten certified. They can collect money from people actually trying to invest. I feel it goes without saying. We have to warn you that it's you have to you have to put down a thousand dollars to actually invest in the game. You can still kickstart stuff ish, equivalently normally. But just because you like a game doesn't mean you should throw a thousand dollars at it. A thousand dollars is a decent chunk of money at that point that you're not guaranteed a return on. Like. As much as I love Psychonauts, I'm gonna wait for that game to come out before I give it any money. 
Mm-hmm. Remember, Kickstarter shit fails. Yep. Yeah, I certainly can. But yeah, they can finally collect the kind of investment money they were they were founded to do, which I think is great. It's a nice little twist. Fuck! I just thought they've been dealing with that for like two years almost, and they're finally getting that up and running. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since I beat that game again recently, well, helped a person beat that game, or witnessed, I guess he did most of the was there. Lifting. I was there. I'm like, oh, one play second game. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that was a cliffhanger ending. I want an, I want an answer to. Yeah. That was very much like, or I think it, I remember my roommate was asking because. We currently live in an era where games end on kind of a weird note where they're very much expected to, like, have room for a sequel, but also to be very tidy cleanup. Like, you don't really see as many, like, and here is the setup for the sequel stuff currently as you used to. And that game was very much like, here's our plans for Psychonauts 2. Like, right at the end, like, putting it, it put its cards down again. And you don't see that very often anymore. Yeah. You know? I guess our last... That's still excellent news. Yeah, No, it's uh, on the excellent news topic. Um, remember we talked about how the PS4 was not going to get mod support for Skyrim, the remastered, and Fallout 4? I did see a thing that they're now just stipulating it or something. Yeah, they're getting it, or they're getting mod support, kind of. Where mm-hmm. you can get... You can kind of make in-game mods for it, or in-game mods can be made for it, but they can only use in-game assets. They can't be Mm -hmm. externally modeled or externally made in loaded stuff. Uh, I don't know much about this. Again, I'm going to reiterate my comment of, if you care about mods, go to the fucking PC already. I don't really want mods on a console because mods introduce a whole slew of weird variability to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mods crash shit all the time. It's the fun wild westness that is mods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see like the next thing that comes. It's like, well, I've only got in-game assets to work with, so here's a gun yeah. built out of guns from the game. Yeah, I... that's kind of the natural progression in a lot of ways. Like, yep, nope, I... yeah. I have nothing more to say on this one than I still think mods on a console is a really bad idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. No, exactly. Because it's coming. <laughs> you want to talk more about League stuff before we get into our final topic of news, or you get on the League sure. stuff? So, right now, it is Worlds. It is so much right now that I'm actually currently watching it on my second monitor while Charlie's talking. And the most interesting things that have happened, and I'm going to just summarize this kind of like region-based, because really at the end of the day, it's less about individual teams, more about regions. So Russia has fucking shown the fuck up, and Nox Luna has, as of the last 10 seconds, beaten, uh, I think they've beaten CLG twice. Um, they've beaten G2, and they beat... Whoever the last person in their group is. Um, Doesn't matter. They got beat. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're they currently like three and one. They're doing crazy nice. good. North America's team CLG, who I just mentioned losing to Nox Luna, 
beat the Rock's Tigers. I don't know. Now, what this that is means, huge. I, I'm getting to that. <laughs> the Rock's Tigers are the number two seed for, or like two and a half. Them and SKT go back and forth constantly. They're like the number two seed from Korea, which Korea is our overlords when it comes to League of Legends. And they are pretty much favored to win the whole fucking tournament. Fuck yeah, America. And North, and North America took a win off them, which was, that's colossal. Um, we'll see how that plays out because they still have more games to play. And Europe has officially screwed the pooch. Meaning? Um, Europe has one win amongst three teams. Fun. They are current, or they are currently one and eight collectively. Nice. The European teams have gone like, have really just shat the bed. How many teams um, are there in total? Three from each region. Um, there, there's three from each region plus two wildcard teams for four groups of four, so sixteen teams. Okay. And how many regions are there? I guess if there's a Russia and a Europe team. So Russia is a wild card slot. Oh, that's and cool. this year the wild card teams have been out of like out of this world good. Um, the wild card teams can be Brazil, Turkey, Russia, Oceania, which is Australia essentially, um, and Japan. I think are all wild card potentials. Huh. Um, typically Brazil and Turkey have done really well. I think this is one of the first Russian teams. They might not be. Um, then there's Korea, Europe, North America, and the LPL, which is like Taiwan, are the like four regions. Um, and each of them got three. There may be another region I'm not thinking of. China. China's a region. Um, so that's how that shook out. Um, but those are the big like upsets. Is North America taking a win off Korea? Russia beating the shit out of everyone <laughs> somehow by some. I mean, the guys are just good. I am super um, okay with Russia being like, yeah, we're 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 gonna play league this year, I guess. Yeah, I actually hope this gets a lot of recognition because historically, Russian players have had a lot of trouble getting visas and stuff. Because like in the United States, we kind of take for granted that our Esports players can get uh, yeah. sports visas. Russians can't do this. Um, so a lot of Russian, or there have been a lot of famous Russian players throughout the years, like Alex Ish and Diamond Prox and Edward, and it, they always run into like once a year they have to go back to Russia and their team loses a couple of games because they can't get visa support because Russia does not recognize esports as a thing. Sure. And hopefully, like them be like. Look, we fucking won something. Like we're not the we're not the joke. Like this is a real thing. They want our talent. Us exporting players is a real thing. We'll hopefully get some foothold in like, I guess Russian government or whatever level of what have you. Yeah. It takes to accomplish that. Um, and Russian players will be able to move in between the different countries a little more seamlessly, especially because the European League of Legends is played in Germany. Hmm. Um, and because of that, like, the Russian players have such an issue because, like, we can't... We're in Europe, but we can't play in Europe because it's, a, you know, a country over. 
Um, so yeah, I think it's really cool. Lox Luna is doing. Nox Luna is doing well. Yeah. So I just hear it's like it's like oh it's Spock esports. Spockwanoi. <laughs> I just want this one. It's from us. Like oh it's esports. Whatever. Whatever. The Russians. Wait, what? Not the Asian <laughs> country. The yep. Russians. You say. Yep. Cool. Yeah, no, it's. It, I like upsets when it comes to sports of all types, and the fact that can happen in league, I think, is cool. I think, in a lot of ways, it's actually really rejuvenated a lot of like life back into the game because, like, season four was very textbook, like, and here's where SKT went, or they didn't win season four, did they? Yeah, they did. Um, and here's where SKT wins. You can all go home now, <laughs> like. It was very the Rocks Tigers and it was a Rocks Tigers SKT finish. Korea came in, it saw, it conquered, it left, and them being vulnerable adds so much to the whole like thing. Like no one, no one wants to just watch Superman. They want to watch this underdog, this vulnerable character come up and overcome its problems. Like it's a much better narrative in general. Well, like hearing there's a crazy Russian team out there makes me go. I don't care about League of Legends, but I kind of want to bu- watch a bunch of League of uh, Russian League of Legend players. Like, like I don't care about the game, but I want to know what Russian League of Legend players are like. Yeah, they're the normal fucking dudes. Um, I've watched a little bit of the Russian League again just to like work on my Russian a little bit. It doesn't totally work out, but um, it is it's very different listening to how they pronounce words and like watching or and listening to them talk fast and sure they're really like if I want to like get good at Spanish and like listen to a lot of things in Spanish there's a lot of Spanish media like just everywhere you know there's the Spanish channel on any TV um they have a pretty decent like you know movie industry another than that like batshit crazy movie Guardians I think it's called which looks like Russia's take on the Avengers oh, plus a guy with so a bear head. Cool. It looks so awesome. But outside of like that movie, Russian media doesn't really make its way to the United States. Just watch Nightwatch um, a bunch of times. Okay. And Daywatch I don't know for that, what that matter. Is. Um Russian horror movies kind of. That sounds like something I'd love. They're pretty cool books too. Um, Hell, you can say play... anything other than the, the Chernobyl Diaries. Hell, play Metro 2033 <laughs> in the Russian language. Yep. That's um, an option. So, watching their League of Legends is one of the few, like, you know, this is just, you know, TV of some variety I can just watch right now that's in Russian. Sure. Um. So. Yeah. Well, so our last piece of news and we don't have much of a topic for us this week because we have something kind of minor to talk about not minor but doesn't take a lot of time and also because i suspect this is gonna take some time to unpack and talk about so um (coughs) excuse me uh before we dive into this Something Wicked Studios is not a political is not a politically driven organization. The Wicked Awesome Cast is not a political podcast. Nope. The expre- the opinions expressed on politics that may or may not happen as part of this are purely me and Jeff's reactions to stuff. I am weirdly neutral. I don't know where Jeff leans on this stuff. 
but you're not pro or anti Hillary or Trump officially as part of something Wicked Studios. I'm anti-politician in general, but that's a separate topic. Bring back the anarchist party. <laughs> uh, nah, something like that a little bit. Yeah. Fan of piracy, I guess. But um, mm. I, I feel we... Uh, there is a fairly important thing happening in video games right now, specifically in the VR market, which is this whole Palmer Lucky debacle, scandal situation. So uh, did, you re- did you read up on this at all, Jeff? No. Okay, so what happened was it came out that Palmer Lucky from a website or blog or something called The Daily Beast has been funding and is a member of a not really pro-Trump, but right-wing kind of conservative group that's built off like a Reddit group and stuff like that. And he's been funding it and is a pretty active member of it that their goals are to bring memes to the real world, I guess. Like, it's it's a printer internet... It's, a, it's an internet-ass group, I guess, was the reaction I'd have to it in general. And it's... The issue with it is it's kind of linked up with some white supremacists and shit like that, too. The... Hmm. Unokay. Yeah, I... You have a right to be a Republican, you have a right to be a Democrat, you have a right to not like politicians like I do, but when your organization... Racism's not Yeah, okay. racism, bad. I'll, I'll go on the record as saying something Wicked Studios is anti-racism. Mm-hmm. Hard line yeah. in the stand. We're bigoted against racists. We are bigoted against racists, yes. If you listen to our podcast and you're a racist, we're sorry. Mm-hmm. But we're not really. You shouldn't be racist. <laughs> yep. So, and I actually just got to leave this whole thing off of our news stuff because it's kind of stupid and political as far as I'm concerned. And I am just so unbelievably sick of talking about politics these days that it's like, whatever, fuck it. Like, it's not a great look, Palmer Lucky. I've never been a big fan of you because you've kind of always come off as an asshole in my book, but... If you want to be involved... And that's just your Oculus opinion. No, that's just... I, every interview with him, I'm kind of like, yeah, fuck you a little bit. Like, like mm-hmm. you're not a... It, he is a weirdly unlikable guy to me, at least from the stuff I've digested off the internet from him. Like, it's... He always has a knack for coming off kind of badly, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's neither here nor there. Like, it's the, the Time article that got a lot of flack where it's like, oh, he's portrayed badly. I'm like... There's a chance that's the look he wanted. Like, the guy's pretty young. Like, remember, he started off as a Kickstarter thing trying to make this fancy headset. It's grown into something insane, which is cool and all, but at the same time, like, this is the thing you should be worried about. Kickstarter's full of lots of normal-ass people, so the fact that a a normal-ass internet person who's into video games built some video game tech and is involved in the kind of weird... Maybe not so great meme. My meme group doesn't totally surprise me. Like me and Jeff aren't. Neither of us are thirty yet, and we're involved in a shitty YouTube channel and podcasting thing. That's borderline offensive to lots of people. <laughs> neither here nor there. But so what finally kind of made this wind up on the docket for me was a lot of game companies are now threatening to pull their games out of the Oculus store, not release them for the Oculus. Like, it's 
it's become a hard line of like no Say, time to get on that Sony VR train or, apparently. Or, or the vibe, yeah. But it, it's become a like we really don't want to be associated with Palmer Lucky. And part of this whole fiasco has been Palmer Lucky's been like, I didn't say that. We have an email of you saying that. I'm not this person. We have an email of you being like, I'm totally that person. And mm-hmm. the group's not great. Like other weird stuff has come out where it's like he's dating or involved with or something along those lines with one of the people involved with the Gamergate stuff. The bad side of Gamergate. The super harassy side of Gamergate. Like, that's shitty. That That's a bad thing at that point. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, as much as we kind of said we're not tackling this topic because me and Jeff are white males kind of thing. Like, we don't have, like, We'll never totally understand this one from a certain perspective. Like, that whole thing was fucking shitty as hell. And this whole thing is just messy. And I was kind of curious what the fallout from this was going to be. And I think I know the fallout, which is that Facebook is starting to claim Oculus. And Palmer Lucky has done a fantastic job of just vanishing. Mm Mm-hmm. Deservedly so. I think so at this point. Yeah, like I, it's if I'm Facebook, I would start inserting my weight as Facebook, basically being like, "You go away now. We've paid you a lot of money. We're just gonna buy you the rest of the way out. Like Oculus is ours now. We may have to rebrand this thing because of you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. No, I, I think it's people like to think of the video game industry as super progressive and open and stuff like that, but I think this overall makes us look bad as an industry in some weird way, where it's like, hey, this big leading hedged inventor of super important potentially technology was involved in a white supremacy group accidentally. Huh. Maybe we're not as progressive and as open as we think we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... So it certainly doesn't do us favors when people try and like trash things like Bayonetta. Yeah. <laughs> but th- Even though I, I believe I read a thing that Bayonetta's design was done by a woman. Who knows? But at the same time, though, too, like yeah. Bayonetta is. I can't even go out on the side because I do love that game. It is a so, pretty male centric game. Let's just put game. DOA yeah. on the stand. Yeah, <laughs> DOA should not exist. I, yeah, I'm. No. Mm hmm. Palmer Lucky is not helping us keep games like DOA alive, which you are in favor of because it's the best uh, volleyball game in existence. Yes, it's the best volleyball simulator out there right now. The rest of DOA, though, it's like, yep, this is absolutely exploitative. Uh, it's mm-hmm. And this is where it's weird for me, I guess, because on one hand, I think it's maybe not important, but like, I like, DO- I like the fact that DOA Beach Volleyball exists. For the In si- a way, it, does, it goes out to show you can, within reason, so long as you're not hurting anyone, you can do whatever you want. Yes. And, like, be creative. Or Games like DOA have to exist in order to allow, like, creative offshoot weird things. Like, there's a lot of the industry that loses its footing if things like DOA go away as well. I was just going to say I like DOA exists because I'm a dude and I like boobs. Like, it's... I, I'll say there's that too. I, I mean, you won't see me complain about I'm that. I'm a big fan of what comes with freedom of speech, and I absolutely, I, I, I think freedom of speech is very important. Freedom of speech lets us have this podcast where me and Jeff can be uninformed and talk about shit all we want. But 
Mm-hmm. We have the right to like, say stuff so long as it's not like... Like me talking about Destiny. Yeah, exactly. No, it's... <laughs> I, I think it's one I'm of informed things, to the core. <laughs> no, I think it's one of those things where it's the... We occasionally forget as an industry that just because you have the right to say something doesn't mean you should and that this stuff kind of has a way of shaking out and coming out of the woodwork eventually. Like, it's not... You're, you're not, there are ramifications for aligning yourself in certain ways in life. Like, again, it's like, this is not a pro or anti-Trump thing. This is a, people are having a reaction because Palmer Lucky's linked up with a kind of super shitty group at the end of the day that, regardless of your political leanings, there's an argument to be made for, like, this isn't a good thing. Like, you shouldn't be for this. You shouldn't be funding money into this. This is a negative thing net all, not just because you're on one side of a political divide or another. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... Thoughts? Uh, I mean, you know more on this scenario than me, so I'm going to assume everything you said is right. Yeah, like, this is one of those... Honestly, until you said, I have no idea who fucking Palmer Lucky was. Yeah, I, fair. No, it's... And, and especially on a... On a topic this volatile, I'm not going to open my mouth nope. and talk about something Absolutely I don't know anything fair. about. Like, it's, we're only covering it because, like, it literally the thing that pushed me over the edge of, okay, we got to talk about this was <clears throat> you have game developers saying, we're not going to release on Oculus because of Palmer Lucky. And at that point, it was a, ah, fuck, we have to talk about this now, don't we, moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well. On from the uh, morally ambiguous kind of gray topic of politics and what you spend your money on and memes and the internet and all that stuff to a morally black and white good topic. Mm -hmm. Extra Life. Yay! Yes. uh, For those familiar with the channel, for more than a year or so, you should remember that we do an Extra Life stream every year. It's happening... Sometime in November. The official one's November 5th. I'm not sure what we're going to do just yet for us this year. But this is me and Jeff officially kicking off SWS's Extra Life. Drive. Yes. That is the right word for it, a drive. Um, Sorry, I'm all screwed up courtesy of my disease right now. But so for <laughs> those who aren't familiar with Extra Life, Extra Life is a fundraising organization that raises money... For a variety of children's hospitals, um, you go onto a website, you donate money, any amount helps. It's if you like the it's Id- all for charity. Yes, it's all for charity. If you like the idea of gamers helping out in the broader spectrum of life, like this is one of the great ways of reaching out to. It's akin to uh, Child's Play and some of the other organizations out there. Extra Life, what it actually is, it's in theory, it's, it, it, in concept, it's a twenty-four hour gaming marathon. We generally tend to do the twenty-four hour gaming marathon. As I mentioned with Nidhogg, we did, we have a couple games we tend to play a little bit of. Last year we played all of the Order 1886 and just live let's played and shit on that game for what like eight hours or <laughs> As something. As deserved. Oh, that game was fucking terrible. And I do try and get the entire crew together for it. Jeff flew out last year for it. I don't believe you're coming out this year. Unlikely. Yeah, <laughs> unlikely. But we'll see. We'll we'll see what winds up happening. Not we'll see about Jeff. He's probably not coming. But yeah, it, yep. it's a fun time. We have a lot of fun doing it. That doesn't mean I can't make cameos of some variety, depending on the game they play, yes. or at the very least, you may find me in the Twitch chat. Yes, we're trying to make plans that Jeff can be in some way involved. I, I've thrown around the idea of what if we did Grand Theft Auto Five. 
because mm-hmm. that's at least an online game we all could do like heists in or something like that for a good chunk of time. But that's yep. not important. The important part is this is us officially asking you to. There'll be a link below in the show notes to the Extra Life fundraising page. I will try and make sure everyone in the SWS crew has um, a link up and ready for it by the time this goes up, but I make no promises. If you have a favorite cast member, donate a couple bucks to them. Uh, there is a belt on the line. There is a belt the on the line. So the whoever raises the most money gets the SWS most fundraising belt. It is a literal wrestling belt. Um, for those, it's a WWF belt with our logo on yes, it. It's, it's pretty fucking amazing. It's pretty cool. I am the current holder of it. and Say, so, Charlie really outdid himself on that one. I don't one. know how the fuck <laughs> I did it last year. <laughs> I don't think I'll match it this year. But, yeah, if if you're a fan of our content, it, show your support by going donating to charity. Like, it's... The money is tax deductible, if that matters to you kind of thing. Any amount helps. I... It's they f- also have the paperwork and stuff to, if you're doing it as a write-off, they have all the, like, legitimate stuff to back that up as well. Yeah. I, I'm not very familiar with it, as I am not a, an organization with the ability to write things off of my taxes like that. Um, but they do have FAQs and stuff about doing that yeah. um, and how to do it accordingly. No, we're, we're aware our community is small, so we're not expecting to raise, like, a half million dollars or something, but we find it fun when we get to like, oh, hey, our community actually does care about the world and stuff like that. So it's a nice little like, yeah, we have good people listening to us moment when people donate to Extra Life under our names. And we do a marathon for it, which is always a time. <laughs> uh, the 2 a.m. parts are always the best. We're just us hating ourselves. Oh, yeah, the misery. Our... When we were, eight, oh my god! Why are we playing at this two a.m. playing Nidhog and uh, Nidhog uh, was like eight, it was six a.m. because that's how we ended. Uh but we were playing God Hand. Yeah, Nidhog, like the full gamut of games we played. We played Fat Princess, um, Order eighteen sixty six or whatever they want to call it. That's the highlight um, in so many ways because that game is played, terrible. We played J-Stars Plus, which was such a good game, I went out and bought it after, or not immediately after, because I didn't own a PlayStation 4 for a while, but when I got PlayStation 4, the second game I bought for it was J-Stars Plus, because that game's great. Yeah, I think one of my um, favorite SWS moments was we're playing that, and a silhouette comes up, and I go, holy shit, is that Boba 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 Bobo? And Jeff looks at me and goes, you're making this up, why are you a liar? <laughs> I, I think my reaction was a little more, are you having a stroke? Yes. <laughs> and that immediately... Turns out he was not having a stroke. And then Boba 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 shows up and Jeff looks at me and goes, no, this is not a thing. And then uh, proceeded to become a Boba Boba fan over the course of the next day or so. Boba Boba is the fucking best. Fist of the yep. nose hair. Fist of the nose hair, which is close for business. Fist of the motherfucking nose hair. <laughs> oh. So... Anything else you want to say on that nah, one? Yeah, if, if you, um, if you have a company that does like uh, donation matches and all that stuff, it's a great way to actually get your donations in. I know we've occasionally appealed to people where it's like, yeah, my company encourages charitable donations. If you're looking for something to make you feel better about life and want to do a good thing, it goes to kids. It helps kids get, or helps provide funding for kids that need a variety of medical attention that maybe they can't afford. There's uh, hospitals all over the country. For instance, if you donate under my name, it goes to the Children's Hospital of L.A. 
because despite as much as I shit on this place, I do live here and I do like LA with some frequency. I'll just never admit mm-hmm. to it in any positive <laughs> talking about it ways. I think Jeff Sears go to the Boston Children's Hospital, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, I I wanna say Jim's go towards one back in Oklahoma where he's from. I don't know where Alex's go to, I'm assuming CHLA because he's out here with me. Uh, but yeah, we might also make this an SWS generic one if you don't want to play favorites amongst us, but you should totally play favorites so one of us wins the belt. Mm-hmm. And no, check, us out, check it out, donate, it'll make you feel good. It's a legitimate charity organization, not a scam I'm running out of my basement again. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, this is not the Something Wicked Studios pyramid scheme. Yes, that's next week's podcast. <laughs> No, it's so. it's a great thing. We're we're always happy. We're always honored to be a member of it every year. If you're thinking about doing it, it's a fun thing to do as well. You can sign up on their website, which is a whole separate thing. I'm actually the I'm on I'm one of the a fun little community thing you can do is actually as part of it. There's a bunch of little local guilds. I'm a member of the LA Guild out here, and they do some good work. That lots of outreach at various events. If you're looking to get involved, that's always an option too. Generally, it's through the hospital that they're in your area uh but yeah mm-hmm. extra life um we'll do some funny promo videos for it generally something along the lines of like don't be a monster donate to keep sick children alive don't, and shit like that don't you said don't be a monster which really what you're trying to say is don't be jim yeah <laughs> are, are the words that you're that you're choosing here don't be jim <laughs> <laughs> and jim's a doctor Speaking of playing favorites don't be Jim. <laughs> Don't I know Jim's a doctor. He does plenty. I know. He does so much good for this world. Yeah. That's the only reason it's funny. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh. Nah, if, if he actually was a monster, that'd be a cruel, inhumane joke. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to stop oh. using my name as an example of a horrible person. Why? It's accurate. <laughs> Your camera controls alone put you on the same scale as Hitler. Oh he God. also suffered from terrible camera controls. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's too far. Yeah, this is me. a hell of a podcast. <laughs> We're promoting Extra Life. <laughs> Welcome to the Dictator Podcast. <laughs> we talk about the two worst dictators. Stalin, Adolf Hitler, and Lucky. <laughs> Not such a great person. Palmer Lucky and Adolf Hitler, the worst dictators ever. Not good. Cool. Hey, 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 I've seen Palmer Lucky play a video game. Fine camera control. <laughs> oh, God. Well, would you like to close this one out? <laughs> Why not? Um, as always, we are the Wicked Awesome cast. I'm Je- I, I, I'm not Jeff. I don't know what I was about to say I was. I'm Charlie. <laughs> He's Jeff. Oh, God, these drugs were kicking in amazing ways. Yay for cough suppressants. That is the identity cri- crisis I have been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> if Charlie's Jeff, who am I? Yeah, who am I? If if you want to, I am Invader Gur. The Gur has taken over. No Jeff, only Gur. <laughs> yes, Jeff doesn't remain anymore. Jeff is gone. There's only Zool. <laughs> yep, but there was a vacancy in the universe when I left, so Charlie had to step in. Now I am two people. I've abjo- I have absorbed Jeff's power, whatever it was. <laughs> Paleness. <laughs> this does explain you'll some see, things. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, you'll start. You'll start noticing the light sensitivity very soon. <laughs> noticing? I already have that, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to contact us, we can be reached at Wicked Awesome Cast. That's Wicked Awesome Cast at gmail.com. Spelled as it sounds. Uh, if you write to us, let us know we suck, et cetera, et cetera, or whatever you want. We're, we always love the fan mail whenever we get it. If, you're, if we think it's especially cool, we might read it on the air, as we've done in the past. But yeah, Extra Life, contact us. We can also be found on the Facebook and the YouTube under Something Wicked Studios. In theory, by the time this is going up, I'll have some stuff edited and content will return. Metal Gear 4 will, in theory, be starting soon. I use the word in theory because I'm not sure I'm ready for a new Metal Gear just yet. Mm. But, yeah, hopefully uh, content will be back soon. Sorry for the gap on that stuff. I apologize about that, but life gets in the way, unfortunately, and we are a small crew. Um, anything you want to say before you close it out, Jeff? Uh, just going to say... Um... Dos Fadania to uh, all the guys in uh, Nox Luna. <laughs> yeah, go Nox Luna. Something we can see is officially endorsing a Russian League of Legends team because fuck it. Why not? See, uh, uh, Dobre Le Crit. <laughs> is, that, is that cue the metal in Russian? No, that's Le Crit or good Le Crit. Uh, <laughs> Le Crit's a player's name. Fair. <laughs> but, I don't uh, know these things. It's, uh, that are Spock when I, um, so dos for Danya and uh, cue the fucking metal. Ah!